the corner of my eye, I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Or could you use a little company? Hey everyone! Hi! Hi! Welcome to She's Too Much with Sam, Carly, and Melissa. It's always so fun. When we should we do introduce that. each other. Yeah, that was fun when we did that. <laughs> yeah, but it's too late now. This is the last episode with me. No, it's next week too. Oh! <laughs> do you not she, want to? She's graduating, so she'll be like a post grad. Yeah. Would you, do you want to do the show next Monday? I don't know. We can talk about okay, it later. Okay, we'll talk probably. about it later. <laughs> you can be our, our guest alumni. Yeah, she'll be our guest. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so um, just going right in, Carly made a huge lifestyle change today in particular. Um, we were in class and all of a sudden I felt like I was texting Ariana Grande. Do you want to go into this a little bit, Carly? Sam and I were chit-chatting and I accidentally didn't hit the caps for a little bit (laughs) and i was like oh wait i think i like this and then i asked sam do i like this is this my brand and we agreed that uh texting without caps is my brand so i turned off my auto caps and now i look very small in text messages and i like it being small we decided hold on do you want to say it do you want to say what i said being small isn't my personality but it's my brand oh my (laughs) god is what carly said (laughs) yeah that's about it. So um, why do you feel like you went to the change to not using caps? You just wanted to feel like Ariana Grande? I want to mix it up. That makes sense, really. <laughs> I understand. I love chaos. Mm-hmm. I get that. It's <laughs> not too chaotic, you know, but I it's the little it. things. It's the it's little like things that add up. chaotic, yeah. though. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, some things in the media realm. So if you saw on Netflix this week, the Ted Bundy movie... Oh my god! I'm ex- shock, extremely evil, shockingly vile, I wicked, don't, wicked. Yeah, it's like all what of the those judge together. Yeah, it's like what the judge <laughs> says to Bundy at his trial. He calls him that. And um, that is the the title's title too long. Movie. Okay, the title is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. So I was very Classic wrong. Wait, what? Oh my god, that's so long. I mixed all of the words together. That's too much. But yeah, it's what the judge in Florida said to him on his trial. But yeah, so mm-hmm. um. This movie came out with Zac Efron and Lily Collins. Love them. Um, prior to this, the Ted Bundy tapes came out. Currently and watching that yeah, right now. Melissa's currently watching the Ted Bundy tapes. Carly and I watched Extremely Wicked and the Ted Bundy tapes. So we're pretty prepped for this conversation. We won't give too much away. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. But no, also, like, is it a spoiler if not this a happened spoiler. in the 70s? It's not a spoiler the because the movie isn't anything that you don't find out in the tapes. And it's also pretty, like... It's anticlimactic. It's I, like I can't say it. But also, I'm on like tape three. Yeah, so you're fine. But also, There's only four tapes. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. It kind of oh. like just ends. That's yeah. interesting. What do you think of the tapes so far, Melissa? You know, I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting how they got Ted Bundy to talk finally by getting him to speak about himself in the third person um, by using the terms like an individual. Mm-hmm. and talk it about it coming from like a mm-hmm. psychologist type of lens even though it's absolutely not what he was um but also i'm at the point where he had escaped prison for the second time not prison but jail 
county mm-hmm. jail mm-hmm. the second time and I that just like blows my mind no, right because I'm like that would never happen today I don't or would it it wasn't that long ago when you consider it okay but if it was Ted Bundy none of that would have happened yeah. today because well, they would have had he's still a white man <laughs> <laughs> You got him. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, technological. Yeah. Like, we've had technological mm-hmm. advances, and... Oh, someone on Twitter would be like, is that Ted? <laughs> like, oh, my yeah. God. They'd be like, somebody find this man. And, like, someone on Twitter would be like, found him. He's in the woods. <laughs> Walking around barefoot. Pretty weird. Yeah. Did you guys, like, have much prior knowledge about the Bundy stuff? Um... When I went to Chicago with my BFFs over winter break, mm-hmm. we listened to true crime podcasts the whole way. Which ones? Um, I don't recall any of them. Oh. But um, <laughs> do you hear the disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> we listened to like um, the Jeffrey Dahmer one, Ted Bundy, and like two other ones. And then I listened to two more Ted Bundy podcasts. Yeah. And I just kind of like, I, I definitely had a lot of prior knowledge. Just mm-hmm. because I really think from media studies, my major, just like absorbing the audience reception of this is very yeah, interesting to me. That's what I think too. So I kind of just liked learning about what actually happened. And then also like, especially like how women reacted yep. and like how everything is that happened. I just, I think yeah. it's very interesting to learn about. It's like obviously terrible, but I think, um, but also, and I hate that I'm like giving him fame yeah listening to this stuff and engaging with this media i don't know he's dead though so that's true you're right you got me there yeah it doesn't really matter mm now yeah i mean it matters now but like talking about it Mm -hmm. it's not like he's gonna get any gratification about Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's definitely more about his victims Mm -hmm. and like the survivors of ted bundy like are still alive Mm -hmm. and still have to relive this every time Mm -hmm. that a movie is made Mm -hmm. yeah and his people his like former romantic partners and like liz yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. liz liz our dear friend liz Liz. (laughs) Um, yeah and then what was her name carol carol ann i hated that name so much was that like her first name yeah carol ann yeah Yeah. right yeah her name is carol ann the 70s had some iffy name Mm -hmm. choices with like dual first names i know I, i really hate that I thought that was like a Catholic thing. I, I think it's a probably is. It's probably a Catholic thing and an era thing. Yeah. But um yeah, I feel like as far as like watching the movie, I don't think the movie was that different from the tapes. It was just more of like a reenactment, if that makes sense. Like the tapes was like actual footage, whereas the movie wasn't necessarily any new information. It was just seeing Lily Collins be incredible and yeah. amazing and beautiful. <laughs> And resilient she is all those it was things. basically She's just like a good actress the lily yeah. collins show was what uh, exactly. it was exactly and zach efron was super hot as always and yeah i'll always have a thing for him Me ever too. since high school musical but um i used to have a really big gap in his teeth yeah, yeah. and i love that to. about him i loved it and now it's gone but i like i initially when it came out i was like i hate that they casted him mm-hmm. as ted bundy but then when i like listened to the podcast and like read stuff and it was like talking about how like young women were obsessed yes. with him and they needed that factor yes. for the show yeah i was like that makes sense because it's like he was a good forget about that for that reason and he was a republican not that that's a bad thing but i just think it's <laughs> important to know <laughs> no it's interesting because like there's parts of his identities like he was from like lower class he was 
religious. Uh-huh. He was a Republican. Like he worked for a suicide hotline. And, like he did all these things that were like positive contributions to society. One could say. What was really it, shocking mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. was the fact that he had mentioned, um, I think in like the first episode of the tapes, mm-hmm. um, how much he hated crime. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how that like yeah he hated people that went against law enforcement and did crime mm-hmm. like without getting caught and like all that stuff and i was like pretty ironic buddy i feel like he didn't think he was committing crimes though you know he really he, i think he thought that he was like doing maybe something bad but i don't think he thought that it was well if no you think i crime, thought he did what for he sure. talked about later yeah. he mm-hmm. he was a sociopath and he blamed it all on pornography at the end right before he died yeah yeah interesting but- he for sure knew that it was no no he yeah. did he Wrong. was a sociopath and that's yeah. what really disturbed me about zach efron's performance is like zach efron had these like private moments mm-hmm. it was just him mm-hmm. and the camera and like he was crying and i was yeah. like do you think ted bundy was out mm-hmm. here crying about mm-hmm. him getting satisfaction mm-hmm. from raping and murdering women mm-hmm. no he wasn't yeah i think he like he was for s- sure a soci- I can't, sociopath but also, too, he's probably like, this is the justification that I can do. And, like, I'm doing this and I'm fine because he was insane. Yeah. But it's for sure interesting. Yeah. And it's easy to, like, dismiss it as, like, oh, he was just a sociopath. Mm-hmm. There are people who are, like, are sociopaths that are not violent. Mm-hmm. But. And also people who watch porn who are not violent. That's <laughs> an important factor. Yes. I'm talking to you, you big corpse profiting off of Ted Bundy <laughs> on your media pages saying that. He only killed women because he watched porn. That's wrong, buddy, and you know it. It's always um, playing into Ted Bundy's game. You're yeah, letting like him you're get away with this. You're literally letting him get Yeah, you're victim blaming. Yeah. 100%. It's like, no. He had other stuff going on in his yeah. mind yeah. that was not pornography. And like, yeah. it's saying that it's like one person that was just pornography. This happens. He probably also, like, remember what was that guy was saying in our interview? It was like, he probably maybe he read books mm-hmm. or breathed air and mm-hmm. all these other people are engaging in this activity and they're not doing that behavior. Yeah. And we have to consider that too. Very selective with what he talked about. Exactly. As, and blamed. And like side, he knew. side note. Mm-hmm. I feel like Zach Efron couldn't look more like <gasps> Ted Bundy. I know. When he had Especially his beard. But That's especially in like the, <laughs> um, the film, like mm-hmm. if you put a picture of them side by side, yeah, I kind of think he looks like what's his name, Rob Lowe from like. Oh yeah, he kind of does. He does. I like without facial hair. Yeah. I think that's what he looks like. You think Zac Efron looks? No, like? No, no, no. Ted Bundy. Eh, a little. I think that with a beard though, Zac Efron looks a lot like Ted Bundy when he had like his full-on wild hair. I think if. Zach Efron and Charles Manson had a baby, it would be <laughs> Ted Bundy. That's real. Like, not because Zach Efron would be a horrible parent and would, like, oh allow God. him to... Okay, that was a lie. Um, because his mom was not a horrible parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would be that mm-hmm. that type to produce yeah. a child. Okay, that still sounds bad. I take it all You're back, fine. I've decided. It's all taken back. Yeah. I'm just going to rewind everything I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's fine. I feel like we, we <laughs> should be we should take a break from 
movies made about serial killers and yeah like, I maybe w- about their victims i would much mm-hmm. rather watch a movie where they actually go into depth about like their victims mm-hmm. and like in this podcast i was listening to this morning it's called murder squad mm-hmm. and uh which is a great name but um they were talking like in depth for like 15 minutes about his victims and Ted like Bundy's? yeah and like mm-hmm. Uh, their goals and aspirations, like what they wanted to do with their lives yeah. and like making them as real as mm-hmm. like you and me. And we forget that. Yeah, we forget that. It's so easy to mm-hmm. get sucked into like the fascination we have with serial killers, but we forget that like the people that they killed were as real as you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And also talking about with Ted Bundy, like one of the biggest reasons he got like sentenced and like for the death penalty Cause he bit that girl's, um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> bit that girl's butt and they could match his teeth. Also, I'm like, I don't even know what her name is. And like, yeah, she and that's really awful. Literally like saved other people from like being attacked and being yep. killed, even though like she did die herself. But like, she still like really was impactful during that whole thing. And like the yeah. fact of that, we don't know her name, but like, I know, I know so Ted much about Bundy's, Ted Bundy is yeah. ridiculous. Also my own fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but still glorifying it is a problem for sure yeah yeah all right <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i don't like him he sucks yeah we shouldn't make movies about him anymore mm-hmm. and that's that's it that's true i cannot read that no oh that we don't like have anything else <laughs> yeah melissa how do you feel about graduating um pretty good and bad <laughs> do you want to like run through those feelings sure i guess so <laughs> the current state that I'm in of feelings is just there's so much going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't been able to sleep very well for the last few nights because my mind won't shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thinking about graduating is both one of the most exciting things and also annoying things because I have so much I need to do before I actually mm-hmm. like achieve that milestone um it's just it's a lot you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got got a lot of papers due next week um but it's mostly I'm excited it's just the next week and a half or so is going to be a little bit hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like you're going to like miss, like besides your friends? Probably stability. Mm-hmm. That's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're like, yeah. You asked for a real question. Stability real of an undergraduate career. That's it. <laughs> well, because especially with what I'm going into, Mm -hmm. I want to do screenwriting and there's absolutely no guarantee that Mm -hmm. I'm going to do well Mm -hmm. in that. Like I'm a good writer and I have every ounce of faith with myself, but like other people might just not see that that's a thing. But other people are like a factor. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Other people are a factor, which, (laughs) you know, may cause some roadblocks but um yeah it stability like getting up and going to class 
every day and a schedule yeah but also class sucks yeah like i'm so done with going to class yeah um and doing busy work Mm -hmm. yeah uh really not into that anymore do you have a lot of busy work in your classes like for the end i feel like yes i was um helping with a student who's in one of your classes and i was helping her with those um things you were supposed to be doing each week when you were making your website Mm -hmm. and she came to me and she was like hey i haven't done any of them oh my gosh (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was supposed to be and that's such busy work yeah like that's i'm not of a huge fan also i'm not a huge fan of after having done a large project Mm -hmm. having to do a lengthier reflection on that project oh yeah that's crazy because it's like i've put so much time and energy into this project in general and Mm -hmm. when i have to write four to five pages which isn't that lengthy because it's double spaced of a reflection Mm -hmm. it just feels like kind of like things are being prolonged yeah Mm -hmm when it doesn't have to be yeah Mm -hmm. also i'd like to talk about (laughs) (laughs) the writing major for a quick second go off sweaty go off here's the thing in um the capstone classes for english yeah they're now going towards research-based learning Mm mm-hmm and for people where that is just the absolute opposite of what we would like to do, mm-hmm. it feels like the biggest waste of my time and, like, waste of my money as well. Like, mm-hmm. if the fact that, like, one-fourth of my my capstone class was actually something that I understood the point of doing mm-hmm. is kind of the worst. And I don't blame my professor for that because it's the department that's making those changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they need to have better class options for people that don't want to go into research for English Mm -hmm. or education. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to, like, learn research for sure and to take those research classes, but it's, like... But how many research classes do you really have to take? Like, at what cost? I think for, specifically for English, because, like, Carly and I for Calm, like, we have two whole classes as, like, our capstone. Yeah. That is all research. But yeah, like for English, even too, it should be at least research that's split into different ways. Like if you could do one just about screenwriting mm-hmm. and if it could have just been about stuff that you're interested in instead of being like a general vicinity, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is pretty open ended for like the end research project, yeah. which is like a pilot proposal project. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I don't foresee myself ever doing research mm-hmm. ever again so like these tools are helpful but i've already done them so many times mm-hmm. over the years that it just feels redundant at this point mm-hmm. yeah. um also considering i want to go into a creative writing field the lack of um like creative writing storytelling type of classes is pretty ridiculous mm-hmm like, there's two or three of them. Yeah. I talked to you, Journalism. like, briefly about this yeah. and, mm-hmm. like, how we've had to 
like be super flexible and adapt all of our courses and like every assignment we can to fit into journalism. I do that with literally. I try every to do class. that with film. Yeah, too. and I noticed mm-hmm. that you were doing that with like your classes in film and screenwriting mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that that like we it sucks, but we are like learning how to be flexible yeah. and how to adapt to yeah. different mm-hmm. environments. And in reality too, like we have to remember, like we went to probably not the best school for our program and like, it's not that's true. UWL's sure. like niche area. Like I kind of messed up, but here I am but, getting a better, more holistic education. Yeah. But yeah. It is helping us be a lot more flexible. Definitely. Yeah. And like adaptable for sure. And yeah. we have a more, I think wide array of techniques, if that makes sense. Like a lot of times I think about like if I would have rather have just had a journalism major versus a double major of communications in English. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I'm happier that I have a double major than just having journalism because I have advantages in other areas mm-hmm. Yeah. where then I have the racket to make up for journalism. Yeah. Well, and we're getting mm-hmm. a lot more experience because of the racket and we go to mm-hmm. a smaller school. Even in um, the creating writing creative writing minor <laughs> well um there's just maybe and i could be wrong but like two or three courses mm-hmm. that are creative writing type courses yeah i think you're right so it's like you take those if you want as a part of your english major anyways but then yeah. otherwise you're not really taking any more creative writing courses after that yeah and yeah. All, all the creative writing stuff is taught by like the same two people yeah <laughs> yeah you take a creative writing class and then writing language or publishing forms of fiction a seminar and then a lit class yeah wow so i don't know i feel like not that i want to come at the university but i just feel like they could be doing a better job for um like branches off of the English department mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that I feel like like for an example for one of my classes it's all English ed people in my class yep. mm-hmm. and their final gets to be a lesson plan but my final has to be a 10 page research paper yeah Hate and that. it's due at the same time and they're worth the same amount of points and yep. I was talking to a girl in my class and she was <clears> like yeah like I know how to do lesson plans so it only took me an hour and I was like wow, this research paper, I think, took me a total of 21 hours. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I feel like <laughs> I love loved writing it, and I loved conducting the research and my textual analysis, but I just think, like, they should have also had to have done something that even, like, but that was, like, a niche thing where it was, like, here's something that will benefit you, but all they do is lesson plans. Maybe yeah. they should have written a paper. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... That's just my my tea with the uh, English department. Yeah. Oh, I'll spill I get it. tea anytime. Love a lot of my professors mm-hmm. though, so it's yeah. not to say that there's anything wrong with them. Yeah. Um. There is a very strong emphasis though on English ed. And constantly. Rhetoric. Oh, and rhetoric. <laughs> rhetoric is if all. If I hear rhetoric one more time. Yeah, that's how I feel. The word rhetoric just like really grinds my gears. I know. We it's even, like so bad. We even talk about it in calm. Like it's all over. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also like what like such a do I even know the definition of rhetoric? I'm gonna at look this it up point? right now because I'm I'm truly curious. I'm in so, a seminar of rhetoric. Aristotle right defined yeah, it as I hate that the guy. art of persuasion. <laughs> yeah, the art of art of effective or persuasive speaking God, or writing. Why do we still learn ancient 
practices, like just adapt it to modern day. Like, why do we have to learn from Aristotle in like every single class? Uh, I am tired of like that man. Intro was so bad. Yeah, loved Robert Wilkie though. Same, same. I didn't have him. Um, I've never had him. And he made the class a lot easier, even mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. I hated the content, um, but the <laughs> word rhetoric just like, I think I'd rather be thrown in front of a moving vehicle. Oh my. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that word is just the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like too, like Carly and I have talked about this, like I've learned so many practical, applicable things uh-huh. from communications and from PTW classes, professional and technical writing. Yeah. Whereas like some classes that I took as maybe electives, not necessarily a lot of my core classes, but it's like, I don't think I walked out of this with a ton of skills. And that's probably because of the effort I was putting in as well and my interest in the class. But I think as far as communication studies, it's a lot more holistic and it's like, here are tools, implement them how you will for your specific interests. Yeah, there, it's a lot of like just very academic, very mm-hmm. theoretical practices. Yeah, and I like researching more in comm because it's TBH easier and more fun. Yeah, like well, I enjoy, easier, because easier because you, I like it yeah. and I'm passionate about it. Yeah. Whereas I'm not too passionate about affect and rhetoric. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was writing a paper <laughs> for my seminar class and I got done and I was like oh my god the class is called affect and persuasion and I didn't write affect once and I went through my paper and oh. automatically every um, time I said emotion I changed it to affect and I was like great. there we go there we go I'm That's killing great. it yeah I think every single paper that I've written about rhetoric I've solely just like I don't remember writing them mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, real. I've completely winged it and I've done really well mm-hmm. I don't know how I've Which done really well. Which is something to pay attention to as well. Like the level of grading too. When you consider I've submitted very bad papers and I have done well. Yes. I was and just talking um, about this with my friend Jordan. She's in um, like the business school. Mm-hmm. And she she's graduating too in May. Oh my God, it's May next week. Um, (laughs) Sunday, (laughs) this Sunday. Um, and she was saying how the other people in some of her groups over the past semester and couple of years, she's been like, I don't know how these people have like succeeded because their Mm -hmm. writing is really poor. And like, um, they get the same grades as her and Mm -hmm. she's doing, substantially better writing than they are so it's just it's so puzzling I don't understand um sometimes I'll sit in class and someone will say something and I'll be like how did you get in here and I got denied and had to apply again yeah (laughs) like I feel like that's not fair no it's not but also you're gonna find people um like there's this one girl that's been in a few of my classes (laughs) um over the last few years and she's just like so intelligent mm-hmm. and she like everything she says just really impresses me mm-hmm. like I feel like she could be somewhere else not that this isn't a good school because it is but like um from what I've witnessed she just goes above and beyond in everything that she does, and it all is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, honestly, 
just be free you know fly away butterfly Mm -hmm. fly away Mm -hmm. um but I know she's gonna do big things too so that's super exciting just to be able to know someone that has yeah those aspirations she has Mm -hmm. similar aspirations to me um and I just think it's super cool coming from a campus that doesn't really support Mm-hmm. <laughs> our aspirations very much that's like carly and i same. all the time same because we just play off each other's like yeah. faults <laughs> and our pains you and me yeah we'll be like hey everything sucks right yeah 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 <laughs> but i think it makes you it, it's not the best situation it builds character but <laughs> it builds that white character oh my god and um, yeah we have this conversation came from a pretty high place of privilege so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think so too. Like thinking about, but also a very tired place. Yeah, a very <laughs> yeah. tired place. And thinking about, um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, well, when we think of like the American dream and like American exceptionalism and like meritocracy this problem, pull them up, finding the straps. paid internships this summer. Oh you gosh. have to pay writers. Listen creative in general you gotta pay creatives i can't do this non-paid stuff like how do you expect me to exist as a functioning human being my writing is not free my intelligence is my brand yeah like do not test me yeah like it's so unfair because it's like you're profiting off of me by giving me experience it's exploiting journal and it would be the same experience yeah no it's exploiting student workers Mm -hmm. that's all it is i mean i'm about to go over to london for six months and not get paid for a single bit of it for interning okay but like your thing is cool but also that's unfair still it's still really cool Mm -hmm. but like just because i'm going abroad Mm -hmm. does not mean like i'm about to drop quite a substantial mm-hmm. amount of money yeah. just to go over there to have like an abroad type of experience yeah. while also trying to find an internship um in the field I want to go in in the future mm-hmm. yeah so like I'm incredibly grateful that I get that opportunity mm-hmm. and the fact that I'm able to have that opportunity I have a lot of privilege to be able to do that mm-hmm. but at the same time it's almost like a little ridiculous that you're not paying even the smallest amount mm-hmm. um, to someone that just came out of college or someone that's mm-hmm. still in college mm-hmm. um, to like support them slightly in that endeavor. And I understand because it'll be experienced like no matter what, I'm going to have a great time and I'll probably not even think about that mm-hmm. that much. But um, yeah adulthood man yeah we've had like some guest speakers come into sam and i's class and they talk about how like oh we went to this really good school and then we would like go to dc for internships (laughs) in the over the summer and then we'd go to new york the next summer and Mm -hmm. then la the next summer and like that's not like the internships that i've found that are in those places Mm -hmm. are like ten dollars an hour i can't live in new york city on ten dollars mm-hmm. an hour and i think even getting an internship in itself has so much privilege so much privilege mm-hmm. like i i like am paying for everything by myself like my parents mm-hmm. are not financially supporting me mm-hmm. and like an unpaid internship i cannot do that mm-hmm. and i am still smart i'm mm-hmm. i'm as smart as the people who are getting these internships mm-hmm. i like have as much experience but like you are like playing into who gets to be a voice for people mm-hmm. when you are 
giving away unpaid internships or like you're giving people unpaid internships. It's very valid. And talking about implicit biases of like higher ed. Yeah. And like ranking them and stuff. Like I know I even have this, like when you talk about other UW schools Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, oh, insert any other school but Madison. And it's like, that's not fair for me at all to think that about other schools and to think that people at Whitewater aren't as smart as me or Oshkosh or Green Mm -hmm. Bay. It's like we all are on the same playing We're field, in it together. <laughs> and we're all in it together in the awful UW system. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> but also your high school successes don't at all. I was, yeah. I was so careless in high school. Yeah. So careless high in high school. school. sucks. I would argue I could have cared more in my undergraduate degree. Yeah. But, like, I, it just doesn't, the name of the institution really doesn't matter. I know. It's I've like, met it's people from Madison where I'm like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting mm-hmm. take on the world. Yeah, and it's so much privilege, too, because a lot of these, like, when we think of, like, even USC, like, a lot of students that were getting in there were getting in there because their parents were bribing people to mm-hmm. have them get in there. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we see USC as above UWL. Yeah. It's like, oh, interesting. But, like, also, don't pay that, that much money to get into USC. <laughs> if you're going to, like, drop hundreds of thousands of dollars get your kid into like harvard or yale you mean millions mm-hmm. yeah millions for that one parent yeah <laughs> millions it's like 5.6 million do you know how sad that is uh, that's so sad mm-hmm. they just dropped like an entire lifetime of funding for this child oh just so yeah. that they could pay tuition to go to usc not even like a lifetime like oh my gosh that's so much money it's uh, probably a lifetime for them though it's probably like how much they... Not a lifetime for me. No. Wish it was. It's like billionaires that don't give money mm-hmm. to people that can't eat. Mm-hmm. They're like could. climate change. Like, let's let's get on that. Oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> or like feeding people. Mm-hmm. There's so much you can do with that money instead of using it to give your child a higher education who does not want one and will still profit off of you regardless. What really made me mad was so... A certain someone in my family was discussing um, internships, like interns that she would have come into her company. And the last few interns that came into her company were like sons of Mm -hmm. a family member Mm -hmm. that was related to someone working in the company. And I was like, are you joking? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously... Like, it's not surprising at this point. Mm-hmm. Those things don't surprise me anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, the fact that it wasn't going to someone that otherwise wouldn't be able to have that opportunity to have that door opened for them. Yeah. It's just really frustrating. Because that person who is a family member of so-and-so in the company most likely would have been able to get a job in that company no problem just yeah, because regardless. of their relation. So, like... The fact that they're giving them a stepping stone, like, for free, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just angry and sad today. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree, though. It's, like, it's it's not giving someone else an opportunity who could have needed it. Yeah. Instead of just being, like, well, like, they already would have had that opportunity regardless. And, exactly. you know, they're probably, like, not that interested, not that passionate. Yeah. Maybe not as good as a worker. Yeah. They're probably so fratty. And it's like they're probably not as good as whoever 
mm-hmm. was working really hard for this, but going to a regional university. Yeah, exactly. Isn't fair in any. Is sense. it like a bigger company? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like full disclosure, I, my dad, like sent me the n- email of a person who works as a technical writer at his company. Um, but also it should be noted that my parents don't help me at all. And like, I just highly different need a job. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, that's very different. It's not like you're a multimillionaire. I'm not like a law student who's like, like, come on, intern with the best interning at my dad's law firm or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's very different. Yeah. But I mean, like it could have been that situation too with those people. You don't know. Unless she, like, explained their situations to you. I mean, the people that work at the place, mm-hmm. they make a lot of money. So, their I mean, sons. Yeah. So, I mean, I would argue that, like, my dad makes. He's not, like, struggling, but, like, he doesn't still help me with anything. So, I mean, it might still be different, but I'm not, like, trying to advocate for frat boys at law firms, but... <laughs> I feel like the image that we're talking about specifically, ready? Yeah. We're in Madison, aka Madison, Wisconsin. We're on frat row. <laughs> a young male walks out of his fraternity house. In a business suit. In a business, business suit. suit. He's starting his first day at one of, like, the best federal judge's office because his dad it's once Tom worked Ford. there as a temp. Yeah, it's Tom Ford. And he has all these connections, and he's going to skate through life as it is on white male, cis, hetero, able bodied privilege. Yeah. But here's the stepping stone that he did not need. And that's when it's a problem, folks. Yeah. And we were even talking about someone that we, that Melissa was telling us about that was. That got it. That might get it. Get a job in media when they have like, oh, like not Joel. even, like not even a media Do career. Not bring this up. I'm, I'm not, so I'm not upset about names, this. But like, I felt my like minority. I felt my insides die. Yeah, my like, yeah. your marginalization. Yeah, my marginalization like leaped out when yeah. I heard that because we. This person doesn't even have a media studies degree. No, this is a person who has a different degree than Carly and I, and will get a job that and Carly and I has no experience could do with media. no experience, just because of a slight connection. And, and Sam and like, I are like out here working like I'm forty hustling. plus hours a week. I'm running UWL right now. <laughs> I am running this campus, just so you're aware. But no, and it's like I'm all about the networking. You know that. I'm all about the best fit for me. But that's not networking. That's like, hey, uh, uh, my friend's dad works here. <laughs> now I will get this job. And it's like, huh. That's just like, I'm trying to that's hustle. That's not networking. That's no. just like name dropping. It's name dropping nepotism? and powerless privilege. Yeah. yeah. And nepotism. <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> we can't say anything, though. Yeah. Uh, true, true, true. But yeah, so it's, it's very frustrating because it's like, for example... That's not a job that I would immediately leap towards as it is in an industry of media that I don't love. But I still think that it's like it's a job that I could do a lot better than that person. And I have a lot more experience in. So it's just like, oh, thanks again for beating me. Yeah. Don't hire for convenience. Hire the best candidate. Yeah. That's the (laughs) deal. That's real. Yeah. It's frustrating when like 
those that do the hiring don't mm-hmm. want to like do any work you know mm-hmm. and that person too i feel like it was very like yeah i'm graduating <laughs> i'm getting out of here and it's like what are you doing <laughs> it was just the conversation about it was like basically here take all these things but don't do anything to receive them yeah and yeah. it's like interesting yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. I have to stay silent. Yeah, Melissa's too close to the situation. Um, Carly and We're I not. undeniably I'm, are not. I'm too biased. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> You're like, Whenever I get the chance. Like one, two. <laughs> <sighs> I just felt so good to get it out. I've been thinking about that for a while. Yeah, I get it. I think it was in the back of my head. When I heard it, me. I was like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to find internships in that, like in journalism, in media, that are willing to take a chance on a regional student. Oh, my gosh. And especially paid ones. Especially, especially paid. It all comes ones. back to, <laughs> to being paid. Pay writers. Honestly. Stop it's not, not paying them. You. Pay Carly Betzler because she's out here struggling. Yeah. That's real. Yeah unfair i'm giving you all of my stuff just to get my name out there but also the white american dream also give unique writers the chance Mm -hmm. don't keep making this is a hot take don't keep making marvel movies written by men we've talked solely because they're bound to make money i understand that you want to make a profit yeah but like at what point will these movies end they will not because they they will keep making them so they continue making a profit and we're just going to get stuck with like 8 million Marvel movies Mm -hmm. and just like no unique perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Black Panther is completely different. It's not outside of, Mm -hmm. it's like outside of this rant. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm just tired, man. (laughs) I just really need. Also make Brie Larson gay. Yeah. Make Brie Larson gay. That's one thing I'm (laughs) asking. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Mm -hmm. We need representation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or stop making literally (sighs) nighttime (laughs) shows about a white male father who hates his nine to five job and is in a struggling marriage and like hits on women at bars and is a good father sometimes. It's like every single I'm just I'm literally like um home improvement, Roseanne. I could go forever. These are all older shows. Fair enough, yeah. But also like we're sick of that dialogue. Give me some yeah. fresh stuff, which is getting better when you think of like blackish, mixedish, grownish, fresh off the boat. <laughs> I just had to get them all in. Broad I'm so excited about mixedish, broad city, like, R.I.P. That's stuff that's yeah. relatable though. Like I want to see girls out there hustling, living their life, yeah. being feminists, getting stuff done, being the heroes that we need. Broad City was so amazing because it felt so relatable and just so honest and transparent. Yeah. And I felt like I like, saw so myself hilarious. succeeding. Yeah. And so it wasn't good. this weird thing where it was like, oh, we have all this money living in New York, but somehow we never go to work. Like they're working awful jobs. It and really hustling. felt. I think what it was is that those characters in that show and just them in general, there's really not a huge amount of difference, like, or distance, I mean, from like, them and like us no and that's like what felt so real obviously they're like jewish women mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that's a difference mm-hmm. but like in terms of like socioeconomic class and age and mm-hmm. gender and 
all that stuff. And they were also just super wonderful Mm -hmm. about being inclusive. It felt... It wasn't forest either. Yeah. Natural. Not that... I don't want to say that it was easy because it's not. But Mm -mm. um, like watching it felt easy Mm -hmm. because it was just so easy to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, stop. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I don't watch that. Just like, I'm so done. Yeah. Well, okay. I've seen a few episodes. Sorry. Continue. Um... I'm so done with funding not going to unique perspectives. Mm-hmm. Also, like, stop having shows written about, like, white women and unhappy marriages. Oh, Like, my cut God. it out. It's like, just get a divorce. Stop writing about heterosexual at all. Like, I'm <laughs> done with that narrative. I don't care. No one cares. <laughs> Like, oh, my God. No, <laughs> You're going to write about a heterosexual relationship. Like, make it entertaining. Yeah. Like, don't just make it. Brad and Alyssa went to the beach for the day, and Brad was texting his side woman, and Alyssa got angry because she saw him texting her, and now they're in a fight, mm-hmm. and now there's drama. But they both are very well off and live in a very great area of Los Angeles, living by themselves. <laughs> like, that just... That's like story so unrealistic. Like, um, not to like throw shade at Gossip Girl. Oh, throw oh, it. Oh, throw shade. Throw Never it. have liked Gossip Girl. I did not I like haven't it either. either. So dramatic for I no watched, reason. I watched like a season because my mm-hmm. friend really liked it, so I wanted to like it. Yeah. I felt like I was wasting my life. So I many feel people like, like watch it. it's not fair because all of a sudden I was 17 and I didn't have this whole estate with my name on it and there wasn't men chasing after me and I wasn't falling into caches of money and i was like hmm this is weird why is my life not this way because of these unrealistic expectations and it was like this show's stupid i mean it's making arguably me feel... was fantasy yeah it was fantasy for sure yeah but they also were all very old yeah which that's something that i hate so much when old people Actors. play high schoolers yeah i like that because like one day i'd be able I'd like to be able to do that. Okay, but, like, also, but do like, you want people to be, like, oh, I don't look like her. I'm doing high school wrong. Or, like, she's so oh, pretty. Oh, no. It's, like, that's the worst. Well, I wouldn't want to, like, look like one of those high schoolers. Like, I'd want to look like. Like in Pen 15. Yeah. I'd yeah. want to look like. Yeah. <laughs> like, funny. I'd want the thick, thick black eyeliner that Fake I wore. braces. Wore in high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, the gross eyebrows mm-hmm. that I drew on. Like, I yeah. want that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. need, like. Regina George. Yeah. And that was like a um, satire type thing. But. Or like book smart. Like Olivia Wilde did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. listening to an interview with her and she did like a pretty good job casting like actual teenagers for that yeah. movie who were not mm-hmm. actors. Like one of them was like a skateboarder that they just mm-hmm. like found and they're like, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> well, that's what Jonah Hill did with his oh yeah um, mm-hmm. film about like street um like skateboarding and mm. streetwear and all that mm. stuff i didn't see it but watched a lot of interviews about it so <laughs> a show i watch on netflix um on my block it's really good but okay so they're all supposed to be 14 what one of the characters is 33 what yeah <laughs> what? one of the characters is 33 Cut i'm gonna out. like try to 
Well, like the vampire gonna, diaries. Oh my god! When I watched that as a kid, I was like, like "Why don't I look, look like, like Elena that? Gilbert?" No, and because that's like, she's thirty-seven. Yeah, she's right? so old. <laughs> like that's so real. I'm gonna like I looked so hideous How in high school. She? They completely just. She's thirty-two. Yeah, she's thirty-two. Sorry. They completely just like cut out the struggle. <laughs> Oh, I know. And it's, like, not fair. Like, I, I'm granted in the show she, like, has braces. And you can't really tell. She does. That she's 14. I'm pretty sure she has braces or, like, something with her teeth that makes her. Oh, wait. Are you talking like about on my. Yeah. Uh, oh. She she thought she was. You were talking about Vampire Diaries. Oh. <laughs> like, she had braces with her fangs. This whole time. <laughs> what? But it's oh, it's such. Unre- and the other act- actors are, like, they're all, like, in their 20s, too. Yeah. And it's like, you're not 14. That's not what I look like. You Sounds want a 14-year-old? Right. No. They're not hot. That's the tea. They're not None hot. None of them are hot. No. Honestly, 14-year-olds shouldn't be hot. No. Why do they sexualize 14-year-olds? I Let's know. Let's start asking that question. That's Because so that just real. came to me. Um, why, are, why are shows trying to sexualize and, like, age up 14-year-olds? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty gross. I know. And so on that gross. note... What are we saying too much to this week? <laughs> um, uh, is yours instability, Melissa? No. <laughs> what is yours? Well, it's like partially that, I guess. But like essays. I'm saying too much oh, to essays. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. <sighs> but I can't yeah. be done, so. Yeah. I think I'm also saying too much to essays. I'm just so like emotionally and physically tired. Like I have so much stuff to do tomorrow. And I was just like, my whole body feels so heavy and little. Both heavy and little. I feel heavy and little. At the same time, always. I'm saying too much to uh, unpaid internships. It's real. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm tired too. I feel. Yeah. Well, uh, should we take this one out on Nemo Egg? Or. (laughs) Oh my gosh, can we actually? This might be my last episode, so. They're whispering. Uh, Maybe type Nemo's. Nemo, it's Nemo egg. egg. I want to say Nemo's egg. Yeah, me too, but it's Nemo egg. Yeah, we'll end it with some peaceful thoughts just to strengthen. I would argue your a bop, but. Okay, I feel like it's really just like a sensational feeling of emotions, <laughs> I would argue. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. All right, this has been She's Too Much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.